0: I grieve when I recall, it was my sins that cut my education short, for I was put into the bonds of slavery, as I said, because of my rebellious ways. Instead of keeping books and lectures, I was made to shepherd in a foreign land, afraid, alone, and far from home. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. I'm your host, T.M. Moore. This is Volume 2, Number 3, Historical Theology. In our last installment in this series of the Inverse Theology Project, we began to meet St. Patrick as he introduced himself toward the end of his nearly 60-year ministry in Ireland. Beginning in 430 or thereabouts, Patrick was used by God to begin a revival of Christian faith that lasted for nearly four centuries and caught up all of Europe in a great movement of God's Spirit. Patrick felt compelled to write his confession in reply to demands from church leaders in Britain that he return to give an accounting of his work. The essence of his reply is, sorry, I'm just too busy. He knew they were operating out of mere jealousy, that he was gracious and non-combative in his confession as he explained how God had brought him to Ireland and what he had done through him. So we continue hearing Patrick's testimony today as our installment is entitled, A Most Uncultivated Man, Part 2. Although I am a most imperfect man in many ways, please try to understand my motives and to know what sort of man I am, especially you who take your stand with me or are my kin. I know the cost of lying, as the Lord has said, you must destroy the liar, and again, The tongue that lies destroys the soul. And then among his teachings in the gospel, each idle word that people speak, they shall before the Lord give an account for it. And so I know that I must be in greatest dread, in so much fear and trembling should I herein lie, that when I stand before the Lord on high, I shall incur his wrath. For on that day, no man can hide himself or sneak away from his all-searching eye. And every one of us must justify what we have done here in the flesh before his holy face, and he will not forget and not erase the smallest sin. And so I know that I must speak the truth herein, and must not lie. Indeed, for quite some time I've had in mind to state my case, but feared lest you should find my lack of education reason to condemn me unlike others who absorbed in full both scripture and the ways of men throughout their lives and spent their days perfecting language and its use in their own native tongue, I must with greatest care, but not alas with skill, my words translate from Irish, which has been my tongue of late, into that language which I have not used since youth. So if I seem at times confused or ungrammatical, then you will know my erudition, and why I was so delayed in making my defense. For I am not unmindful, as it says, for by his language is the wise man known, as will sound judgment, knowledge, and true teaching. Still, excuses, be they ever true, will not persuade, especially if we take the lot of them together with the vanity of my presumption, as old age to me has come, of thinking that I might achieve more than I could when I was young. I grieve when I recall it was my sins that cut my education short, for I was put into the bonds of slavery, as I said, because of my rebellious ways. Instead of keeping books and lectures, I was made to shepherd in a foreign land, afraid, alone, and far from home. But who believes me, even as I say again how thieves from Ireland took me captive when I was a beardless boy, before I knew the laws of God and men? And so I am ashamed today, and fearful I will be defamed for laying bare my lack of learning. For I lack the fluency to say it more concisely or expressively, although my spirit longs to do so. Yet I know that I will try with all my soul and heart to state my burden, though I lack the art you might expect. And if I did possess the verbal skills with which most men are blessed, who hold this post... Yet I would not refrain from speaking, thankful for what I have gained from God. And if perhaps I seem to some, to vaunt myself, yet it is given from the mouth of God, the stammering tongue will learn to speak of peace. How much more are we to yearn for this, since it is written, We to you are letters of salvation, even to the ends of earth. And though my language flow uneasily, all blocked and turgid, know that, it is written on your hearts, not by mere ink, but by the Spirit of God on high. For even rustic backwardness has been created by the one who made all men. So, in the first place, I, an exile, am, a plainly rustic and unlearned man, who knows not how he should provide for his own future. At the same time, I of this one thing am certain. I was once abased, just like a fallen stone, or one that's placed into deep mire. And he who mighty is, came and through the goodness of his gracious name has lifted me to set me high upon the wall. Because of this I raise my song and ought to shout aloud to thank and praise the Lord for all his blessings, all the ways he cares for me, both here and in the age to come, so many that the wisest sage could not begin to comprehend them all. So. Be astonished, all of you, the small and great alike, who fear the Lord. And you, most reverend doctors, listen closely to my words and pay attention. Who raised me, yes, stupid me, under this ministry, from out of those who seem to be so wise and skilled in rhetoric and law, whose eyes with favor looked on me and burdened and prepared me for my mission to this land and brought me here to be of service to the people in humility and truth? And so I take it as a measure of my faith in God and in his triune love that not regarding danger I made known God's gift and the eternal peace his own may have as he provides and that I spread his name throughout this land from foot to head both dutifully and without fear. And thus I have a legacy of those who trust the Lord so many thousands of my sons and brothers whom by laboring I have won to him and baptized in his holy name. This is my burden and my only claim. Visit our website, www.ailbe.org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. Next, in Volume 2 of the Inverse Theology Project, we'll return to the Westminster Confession of Faith to learn what the revelation of God in Scripture is primarily about. Until then, for the Fellowship of Alba and the Inverse Theology Project, this is T.M. Moore.